Time to turn your site into a money-making machine. WebmasterRadio.fm presents the Shoe Money Show. Your host, Jeremy Shoemaker, covers all the angles from contextual advertising, affiliates, donations, subscription, direct sales, pay-per-click, and more. The Shoe Money Show will help you get the most revenue using various streams of income. Show me the money. Now, join your host as we bring on the blue. Give it up for Shoe Money. Hey everybody, what's up? Today is Thursday, the 29th of January. I can't believe January is already almost behind us. You're listening to the number one internet marketing show in the world on the internet, I think. So today we have interesting guests. We have the director of monetization, Tim Kendall, um, from Facebook, formerly one of the uh, heads of products for Amazon before that. Um, before we get to Tim, I just wanted to talk a little bit about some recent news. I did a blog post last week talking about how last weekend in particular, I uh, started off losing money and, and then recovered, but it took a lot of testing. And I, I've been trying to get this message through to people that, you know, right right now is, it, it was funny because everybody wanted me to do this walkthrough guide of how to, I, exactly I did it. And the thing is, I, I kind of learned that lesson not to do that because I did that years ago with AdWords and especially in the mobile stuff. And it ended up costing me uh, a lot of money. And, you know, just because everyone exactly did what I did. But the thing is, they didn't really learn anything and I lost a lot of money. Now, let's be honest, you know, I mean, I think I really made that really cemented me in the industry because obviously I knew what I was talking about and stuff like that. So, you know, it was probably rewarded pretty good. Um, but, you know, I don't think that the people actually got any benefit out of it. So what I wanted to do instead was more, and plus, um, I pointed out there was actually some harm done to some people uh, because there's a lot of people out there that, you know, like to mess with me or whatever. And so when I walked people through doing some other stuff, they uh, made uh, some things difficult for me. So let's just say that. You can actually read the post. It's called... Uh, like 90% failure with Facebook. And, and the title was, you know, title bait to get people to read the article because the article was basically like, I failed 90-some percent of the time, but that 10%, when you get it dialed in, you know, you can make up in an hour what you lost the whole weekend. So the whole point is basically, you know, I hope people are inspired by how much money can be made right now on Facebook and the other with the other social uh, marketing um arenas and their advertising platforms because it's not easy right now. And that's the reason why you can make so much money. But the thing is, it's not going to be like that forever. Um, pretty soon, I don't know why Webmaster Radio keeps messaging me when I'm trying to talk, but it throws me off. You guys are throwing me off. So basically, um, the point I was trying to make um, is that there's a huge market imbalance right now, and it's mostly because it's, it's very difficult to do and there's a there's a pretty good learning curve and it's not perfect and there's an ad approval process right now that makes sense to nobody and I'm sure Tim's going to go into that and and it's certainly a growing pain that they're experiencing at Facebook but if you can hang with it and you're willing to endure the frustrations there's a huge upside and that's also known as the dip but eventually those dips will be taken away and the dip will actually be an enormous crater because what will happen is is the same thing that's happened with Google AdWords where all these big companies come in with these huge ad budgets and you and me are never going to get a shot at it anymore. So 
I've been having a lot of fun doing pay-per-click um, with Facebook and MySpace this week. Um, and it's actually, surprisingly, pretty profitable once you get it dialed in and once you learn you know, what they're looking for. So we're going to talk about those things today with Tim and get into some other things. Um, on the affiliate marketing side, I talked to uh, a couple founders of various affiliate marketing companies, and they're reporting ref- record profits. Um, so... You know, I know we're the country is in a recession. The world is in a recession, but our industry right now, uh, with affiliate marketing and search engine marketing, is is, is killing it. And um, I think you're going to see these affiliate companies continue to thrive in this industry. You're seeing a lot of companies take their print marketing and or their print advertising and media advertising and move it completely to um, CPA advertising because they can you know, justify their ROI quite easily. So, yeah, basically right now what's going on um, in affiliate marketing, you're seeing a lot of saturation uh, with the diet ads, especially the diet ads. Seems like you can't go anywhere without... Will you close that? Thanks. Without seeing a ton of, of diet ads and grant ads. And I know that's one of the big frustrations that Facebook is experiencing um, on their approval process. It's something that definitely... You know, I've tried to dabble in those areas, but getting those ads approved seems to be next to nothing. Um, you know, I've heard there's all kinds of rumors on how you got to do it. You need to cloak. You need to do this, this, this. I'm sure Tim's going to be addressing all those when he comes on. And so let's go ahead and take our first break. And hopefully by the time we come back, we will have them on the line. Time to cash some more checks. Shoe money will be back in a flash with the cash. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart, had been out there with the code of ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Hey, and you've got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. Pages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Have a good weekend, Andy. See you, Andy. Hey, Jen, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast, inexpensive, excellent, and on time. Offshoring.com. Life tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Fail. 
football player. Here's more of the Shoe Money Show on WebmasterRadio.fm. All right, you. Now with the cash. No funny, funny stuff. Now, join your host, Shoe Money. All right, everybody. Welcome back. We're going to kind of get right into it. Um, with us on the line now, I'm happy to have Tim Kendall from uh, Facebook. Basically, Tim Kendall is the director of monetization for Facebook. And before that, he was with Amazon. Um, Tim, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. Hey, Tim, thanks for coming on the show. How are you? Good, good. Glad to be here. Awesome. So I guess, you know, if you just want to start by uh, talking about maybe your background a little bit and what you do at Facebook. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I've spent the last two and a half years here at Facebook, the whole time focused on figuring out how we can build solutions for advertisers that allow them to target our users and basically sell and promote their products to our users in, in efficient and high ROI ways. Um, sort of the past year, we've spent um, releasing and tuning our current ad offering, Facebook ads, that allows a performance marketer to come in and target um, based on age, demo, location, and a variety of keywords that users provide to us in their profiles. Um, and we've seen a lot of advertisers, tens of thousands of advertisers in the system uh, find uh, pockets of value and very high ROI for services and products that really run the gamut from, you know, a local business that uh, provides haircuts um, all the way to a, you know, a, a, um, a pants company that uh, sells men's men's pants to sort of 20-somethings. So that's kind of the, the overview of me and my role in, in, in our current product offering in the, in the performance world. And were you involved at all with the Beacon Project? Uh, I was involved um, with part with the team that launched uh, Facebook ads in November of 2007. And, and one of the tools that we launched um, in conjunction with Facebook ads, which I think, you know, you could certainly Monday morning quarterback, but one of those tools was Beacon. Um, so, yeah, it, it, was, it was a marketing tool that we pushed out a lot, at, gotcha. at, at around the exact same time that we pushed out Facebook ads. So for those out there listening that aren't familiar, Beacon was um, really a, uh, you guys really pioneered the space where it would basically show your friends when you purchase something um, at, a, at a store online, it would be like so-and-so just bought some something and, you know, then you could actually go there and buy things as well. I thought it was pretty ingenious on your guys' I know you ran into some uh, privacy issues or whatnot, but I thought, uh, is there any plans in the works to bring that back? So a lot of the, um, one of the things that we did with, with Beacon, and, and I think there were clearly some, I fundamentally agree with you that I think Beacon was on the right track in terms of the, the service that it was providing to users, which was fundamentally the service of allowing a user to um, have an activity somewhere else on the internet and giving them the power to share that back with their friends on Facebook. Um, and you're actually seeing that in a lot of ways in this new product that we've, or solution that we've pushed out called Facebook Connect, which essentially allows a publisher to implement our API and really actually socialize their site and then create a distribution mechanism whereby, for instance, on City Search, if you were write, to write a review on a local business, that review, the user would have the option to have that review pushed back to Facebook and published out to their friends. Um, at the moment, 
um, we are not pairing anything that has to do with Facebook Connect with with advertising, um, but we certainly see the potential there. Got you. So I didn't I didn't mean to dive into uh, Beacon too much or cast you off guard with that, but um, I, I was really fascinated by it, and when I had the opportunity, I just I just wanted to ask. So um, no, I th- we feel- still we still think Beacon's very interesting. I mean, as in its principles, right? And and I think the 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 principles that you see in Connect are, are similar, although much more respectful of of user privacy and and, uh, and giving the user total control over information and and how they share it. So, in talking about the Facebook platform in general, um, that people are buying ads uh, to show to, um, do you want to give some demographic information to our audience, maybe about user behaviors and, and things like that? I know Alex went over that briefly at the affiliate summit, and a whole lot of eyes were opened. Yeah, no, it's, like it's it's pretty astounding. I mean, at the moment, we've got 150 million active users on the site, which means that. Um, they have logged in at least once in the last 30 days. And to, to uh, reiterate the point that Alex made, more than half of those are logging in every day. Um, I think that's And in the extremely. U.S., we're seeing approximately 50 million active users. And the same portion we're seeing log in on a, on a daily basis. So about 25 million U.S. users logging in daily. And if you drill in on some particular demographics, um, namely 18 to 25, one of the phenomenal reach statistics, which um, is probably a little bit more pertinent to a brand advertiser, but even to a performance advertiser who's trying to get leads within, let's say, the 18 to 25 segment, where clearly there are a lot of products and services that, that can appeal to that segment. On any given day, we can reach roughly 45% of the U.S. population between ages 18 to, to 25. And there's wow. really, we would contend, no other mass reach vehicle, mass reach media vehicle that can consistently give you that kind of reach, um, particularly to that segment who is not able to be reached by landline through a telemarketer, not watching TV, not listening to the radio. Um, so we think that's a pretty powerful stat around uh, where our reach is, is very powerful, though we're excited about the fact that in the U.S. we're seeing growth in all segments and expect that in the years to come we'll be able to say you can hit half the U.S. population um, in total in a given day. You know, I do a lot of local um, marketing with Facebook, and, and we're seeing just un, unbelievable conversion ratios from the the users that actually hit the page that complete, you know, either submit their data for us to contact them or, or whatever. And I think a lot of that is just due to, you know, the users on Facebook are, I mean, they're, they're regular users. They're regular people. They're tightly, I mean, they're so tightly grouped. But, you know, like as opposed to some of the other, um, whether it's Twitter or MySpace or whatever, there's a huge incentive for people to create fake accounts and to create um you know what I'm saying? I mean, these are actual yeah, users absolutely. that you're marketing to. And you're not just yeah, showing I mean, ads to people, you know, that, are, that I mean, are bots. For any- yeah. I mean, what's interesting is what has worked very well for the site as a whole and what has made the site a very high-utility platform for users um, is also what makes it really good for advertisers. And what I mean by that is that, you know, we started Facebook in a college environment, where, which I would characterize as very socially dense. And so this created this norm whereby people used their real identity and their real names and shared real information about themselves. 
And so that started with just a thousand users on one college campus and has now, you know, grown to 150 million users across the world. But we feel like that social norm has absolutely persisted and people are connecting to people who they already know and they're sharing information that's very real and accurate about themselves, which um, is good for users, but also really good for advertisers because you're targeting based on information that's very consistent with that user. So if I say I like Beyonce, I really do like Beyonce. Or if I say I like surfing and canoeing, I'm actually really passionate about those sports. And that's effective for the platform as a whole, as I say, but also really effective for a marketer who's trying to sell canoes or surfboards. Right. I mean, we've done everything from a local photographer, a local dentist, a local car dealership and I mean we've never seen in any other platform of doing local uh, affiliate marketing anything close to the conversion ratio that we see on Facebook I mean it's just it's yeah. pretty astounding to me so yeah we've seen just amazing um, results from local small local advertisers getting really really powerful results we, we just heard last week about a a um, Salon, a barber 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 shop slash salon up in San Francisco called Mister, um, and they actually have an interesting model where they sell memberships to their salon and, and barber shop, and they spent two hundred fifteen dollars on Facebook marketing in in um, the month of December, and acquired six customers, um, and each of those customers um, results in a one year membership. Um, which was a thousand dollars. So they spent two hundred dollars, yielded six thousand dollars in in revenue. So just phenomenal um, ROI. Yeah, I actually I wrote a post uh, called uh, "Local Affiliate Marketing," uh, and I and I really showcased the Facebook campaign that we were doing for the local dentist, where we basically determined, mm-hmm. you know, his price on teeth whitening was was very very inexpensive cost to him. I think it was something like. You know, forty dollars, and that was mostly labor. Whereas, you know, he charges about six hundred and fifty dollars for that. And then, if somebody yeah. comes in and they have insurance, then you know, I think they're worth about close to four hundred dollars between like an initial X-rays and all that kind of thing. So, um, yep. you know, just the margins there for him were, you know, just huge. Uh, so it was, yep. you know, and he they they've been dumping money into print media and um, you know advertising in the yellow pages and all this stuff and and after a weekend well actually after about uh well after the first weekend they actually had to hire another person just to answer the calls because we were doing about 70 80 calls a day um they just had one secretary you know and i'm living lincoln nebraska you know i mean my the people i'm targeting are you know is very very low i'm targeting specifically just to women between certain ages and this is the cool thing is is that um this dentist has already knows who his demographic is. He knows women from, you know, 23 to 35 are more likely to book the rest of the family. So we went specifically, you know, for those people and we got them. And, you know, the click-through ratio was great. And um, and I had a lot of fun doing uh, some multivariate split testing on the landing page. But, you know, I mean, the, it, it, it just worked really well. And so much so we, we've paused the campaign for now. And he's, he's looking at opening another office and hiring some more dentists. So, it's a, it's a really, yeah, I think that, you know, for a lot of small businesses, it's, it's, um, a lot of them are so afraid to venture into the internet. And that's why I think right now there's a huge opportunity for people 
with skill sets that understand how it works to actually go in and, you know, just talk to your local dentist and just say, you know, and when they ask what, because people are always like, how did you get this business? And every time, none of these people have no clue who I am. They know nothing about me. But I'm sitting there in the dentist chair and he's like, what do you do? And I'm like, well, let's say you wanted to acquire leads. You would pay me yeah. X amount and then we would figure out that. And they're like, well, when can we start that? But tomorrow, yeah. you know, so it's just amazing yeah. like how fast you'd be surprised. So I encourage well, a lot of people the, out there to uh, to try that. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I think the, the other thing that we, we think is very exciting about where uh, local could go is when you think about um, the way Facebook works, it's a very social slash recommendation oriented type of platform. Um, and when I go on Facebook, you can imagine a scenario where you promote a dentist office, for instance, and that dentist office has a presence in the form of a page on Facebook and you buy an, an ad campaign that drives traffic to that page and some subset of the users who have that dentist fan that dentist page or affiliate with that dentist page and then that activity gets broadcast out to their friends. So in other words, if you fan the page, it would say to your friends, Jeremy Shoemaker is a fan of Dr. Dr. Black. And then that would get propagated socially and, and clearly local goods and services are very recommendation driven um, businesses. And so we think that there, there's a way that we can really leverage the, the distribution in Facebook to really um, accelerate that. So we think that is sort of an exciting future for, for local and, and for, and for marketers. Awesome. Well, I think we should probably dive into the user questions. We have a lot of them here. And if you have a question for Tim, um, just you can tweet me at Shoe Money or you can ask in the Webmaster Radio chat room and those are being relayed to me um, through our awesome producer, Mr. Brasco. So um, the first question was one we actually just got um, was, was basically, and I'm curious about this as well, is how does the vote down uh, on ads affect the advertiser's cost? But I guess sure. maybe you could just dive into how do the thumbs affect the ad system. Sure. So when we – our ad decisioning works the following way, similar to Google, in that we have a number of parameters that we look at to calculate an eCPM, and then we show the ads on a given page load that yield the highest, the highest CPM. So it's a combination of relevancy reflected through CTR – um, willingness to pay reflected through the um, the CPC bid and then the actual price that, that the auction um, comes out at. And then in the case of the thumbs down and thumbs up, we have a small weight that we apply um, positively in the case of uh, a reasonable signal of thumbs ups. We, we actually apply that to that formula. It becomes another parameter in that formula. Um, so if you get a lot of thumbs up, it, it in theory could drop your, your CPC slightly. Um, conversely, if you get a, if we detect a consistent signal of thumbs down, um, it would have, it could have the opposite effect on your, on your CPC. One of the biggest questions we had was all about the ad approval process. Um, everything from how it's done to things that you, for sure have blacklisted and stuff like that. Could you address that process a little bit? Yeah, sure. So so we have um, a set of ad policies and, and guidelines that we enumerate on the site 
Um, and there are a set of, of areas um, that we have in the past um, not allowed. And the logic, generally speaking, has been um, either it's, it's an area where we have had difficulty discriminating between the good advertisers um, marketing good things and, and not marketing good things, but marketing things in a fair and transparent way versus those that aren't and, and advertisers that we've had trouble in terms of collecting payment and so forth. And, and obviously there's certain categories where that lend themselves more to that than others. And it's hard to realize this because Facebook is so high profile, but we really are still in startup mode and we're, still trying to get to a point where we're at an operational scale where we can support all the advertisers that we have coming on our system. And, and as a result of that, um, we've had to make some tough decisions in terms of ruling out categories, at least temporarily, uh, because we couldn't operationally support the process of, of separating sort of the good from the bad, the transparent from the opaque. Um, we hope to scale things in a way operationally and we're, we're doing that as fast as we can whereby we can be less restrictive um, on on particular categories and be by the way more consistent in terms of our, our ad approval process so I think we're cognizant that it has been a, a frustration for some advertisers and we are absolutely we're on the problem and and understand that we need to get operationally more efficient so that advertisers can can uh, use our platform um, in a way that's reliable and consistent. Yeah, I talked about uh, before you came on that there is truly a market imbalance right now um, in, in the social media advertising space. And I think a lot of it is just plain and simply because um, it is painful and that a lot yeah. of people aren't willing to go through the pain um, of working with you guys and you know submitting various ads and you know learning the system uh, to to really get through it. So there's there is a lot of opportunity and a lot of money to be made through your system. Whereas uh, eventually it will be very cut and dry and easy, and I think uh, a lot of big money will come into it and it will really push out a lot of the little guys, which has happened with you know Google AdWords and stuff like that. So um, I I sound like a broken record, but I just want to make sure I get that point out that I think that. While it is seemingly frustrating for some things, um, it's, it, there's also an opportunity where there's adversity, and I think there's definitely an opportunity there. People are willing to for, to hang with it and, and you know keep on going, even though there's a lot of frustration there. So, yeah, you know, a lot of these scaling challenges um, have been faced by similar um, advertising platforms, namely Google, namely um, Yahoo's. And we're, we're happy that we have some people on our operating team who have who bring that experience to bear of, of dealing with these same scaling problems. Um, in fact, our COO ran the, uh, the online sales and operations for Google and has, has um, you know, scaled an organization there from, from 10 people to 4,000 that, that support their whole, their whole ad business. So it's clearly a focus for us, and we've got people who know how to do it. So I think... Um, advertisers who are listening can count on the fact that the experience is going to become less painful and more consistent in in short order. But extremely more competitive, I think. Uh, 
that's I, I think that's probably fair too. I think there's some there, there are some arbitrage opportunities that come from for people who are willing to tolerate the pain. All right, let's go ahead and take another break um, right now, and when we come back, we'll get to more questions. We'll be right back in about two minutes. Time to cash some more checks. Shoe money. We'll be back in a flash with the cash. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Get more traffic maximizing details now at friendfinder.com. Looking for a new way to build backlinks and traffic back to your website? Then look no further than the quickest and easiest way to blast your article to over 30,000 subscribers at the click of a mouse. Introducing ArticleSender.com, the world's premier article distribution service. With ArticleSender.com, you can submit your prize-winning piece to thousands of promising publishers and article directories craving for fresh content. ArticleSender.com also provides premium services so that your article is SEO, SEO ready. Plus, we provide express editorial review for rush delivery of your submissions within 24 to 48 hours. Article distribution at its easiest. One form, one click, thousands of results. Get your free account today at articlesender.com. That's articlesender.com. Blog, blog, blog. Webmasterradio.fm. We're the talk of the town. Webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Here's more of the Shoe Money Show on WebmasterRadio.fm. All right, you. And with a cash. No funny, funny stuff. Now, join your host, Shoe Money. Welcome back, Tim. So the question was, uh, is Facebook planning on having any sort of qualified professional uh, certification program? We haven't announced anything there, but but I think it's uh, it's something we're taking a look at. Awesome. I know a lot of people, you know, pride themselves on being you know, certified. I know, like you said, also people have to kind of remember. Um, I think AdWords has been doing this for going on seven years now. Um, so, and you guys have, have been at it. Uh, what? How long? Less than a year. Yeah, we launched in. Uh, we, we launched to the market um, in November of 2007, and I think uh, Google. Google AdWords launched, I think, in fall of 2000. So they've been at it for eight, eight plus years. Gotcha. So yeah. So I think you know, to be fair, um, I don't know that you guys are really ready to do a qualified professional when you you haven't really got your platform to the point you want it yet. So um, I'm sure. A lot yeah, of I think. I mean, I think it's something we we would we have discussed, and I think it's something that, that people can expect at some point. I think it's a great question, though. Um, had another question. How do I target local businesses like cleaning or construction company? Um, and, and they had more. What should I split test first, male or female, age, ad copy, image, etc.? What makes a big difference? I can jump in here on this one too if you want. For my experience, yeah, I think your experience would be would be valuable to share. So I can tell you, um, you know, if you know, like obviously a construction company, um, if you're targeting, you know, I, I would say I would definitely split test between men and women um, and send them to the same page if you're trying to collect leads. 
because you're going to find probably that females are going to cost you about 30% more for the exact same click-through. At least that's what I'm finding. Um, and that's mm. mostly because I think more ads are targeted towards females like dieting thing and um, a lot of other products. So, um, Or maybe males are you know, costing you more. So I would definitely split test and it will help you get down your um, EPC a lot better. Uh, also, you know, as far as like image and stuff like that, I would split test everything that you have. Um, I would make as many ads as, as you can. Um, some with images, some without, some with, you know, what we've done with the dentist things is some is with him, uh, with the actual dentist looking really happy, some with him looking really serious, um, some just showing like a white teeth, you know, and, and it's been interesting to see like men like, you know, the serious dentist and women like the picture of white teeth. So, you know, it's, it's really interesting and there's things that you really need to test that will help you get your cost down. Um, see, as far as how to properly target local businesses, um, you know, I, I, I would just start by just targeting your local city. I wouldn't, if you're just going to do a start, I, I, I would just do that and then kind of narrow it down from there. The one thing that Facebook does that I really love is the reporting. They actually break down all the demographics for you, and you can kind of go from there and narrow it down yourself and, and also use that data with your other advertising stuff. <clears throat> so hopefully that answers your question. What do you think, Tim? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a great answer. I think it's all about uh, testing and iterating on on the targeting parameters um, and the creative. All right, we have some more questions here. What are you guys doing to prevent the gift card fraud people that have plagued AdWords for so long? Well, I, I, I think kinda... that I would answer that generally, and that you know we have people on the team who who have worked in operating functions um, on these same problems at Google and PayPal and, and other places. And so we're cognizant of these and, and are actively working on um, both general and specific solutions. Um, that's probably all I'd, I'd, I'd say specifically on, on that. You know, I, I can say from my perspective that I have not seen anything like what we saw with Google AdWords. And I think it's due to a couple things. One is that your system is so closed off and, you know, it's, and a lot of the offers that were being targeted on AdWords by these, um, we used to call them the AdWords bandits, uh, were actually all either ringtone subscriptions or they were all negative option billing programs, which you guys pretty much prohibit. So, you know, I've, I think it's, you know, the people really can't get in and the offers really can't get in. So I think to start with, you guys have a, a much larger advantage. I haven't seen it in any of our spaces. And, you know, so that's all I can say about that. Um, all right. Your ad approval time seem to, seem to take seven to eight hours on average. Is this normal? Is this something you're working to improve? Um yeah, we tend to see average times in the couple of hours range, and um, I think that as we continue to uh, automate processes and scale our operation, um, we expect uh, the approval times to, to decrease. Another question, uh, actually from the Webmaster Radio chat room. Um, for those who want to ask questions, again, you can either... Twitter me at Shoe Money, or you can ask in the Webmaster Radio chat room, webmasterradio.fm. Um, the question is, are you guys ever going to get into invoicing um, and get off the credit card as the only payment option? 
Yes, that's a great question, and it's one we get really often, um, and we realize it's it's um, something we need to provide if if we're going to be um, a viable advertising platform for for advertisers, particularly advertisers that that are um, advertising with large large scale budgets. So I think that it's it's safe to say that that's something that that. The, the advertisers can expect at some point um, over the course of this year. All right. Awesome. Um, let's see. Why do you decline all the negative option billing programs like Google Money Tree, SCI, weight loss products? I don't know. Can you talk a little bit about some of those things and why you don't like them? Well, I don't think it's that we're, we're rendering a judgment on the, on the category. I think it, it gets back to the comment that um, I made earlier, which is that we're, again, we're a startup and we're just not quite at the scale in terms of people and processes and automation, whereby in, in those categories where clearly there are some, um, some challenging practices to spot, and then clearly in those categories there are some um, very above-board affiliates who are, who are uh, marketing very legitimate services and products. But in those categories, when we have that operational challenge, um, basically because we're still small scale, we've just decided um, not to allow that for the for the time being. Yeah, I, think, I, think I don't Alex think it precludes those categories in perpetuity. I think, yeah, I, I remember, you know, there was a couple good questions posed to Alex at the affiliate summit about about those kinds of things, and I think he answered it pretty much the same as you. One question that he got that I thought was a riot because it's it's um, it really put him on the spot um, was yeah. knowing. I don't. Were you in the audience there? I wasn't. I just heard anecdotally how how great he was. <laughs> yeah, he was he was actually incredibly humble, and I thought did a did a, just a great job. Um, I, I happened to have a relationship with Alex back from uh, when he was with eBay. Um, before he came to Facebook, we worked with him there when I owned a company called AuctionAd. So um, I have a lot of respect for him. Um, he's, he's a tremendously smart individual, and I'm glad to see him there with you guys. Um, yep. So he was actually posed the question of knowing what you know, you see all the data, and you had $10,000, what do you do? I thought that was, I thought that was, I started laughing as the guy was saying it because I knew it was coming, and because I was, I usually get those kind of questions. So, I don't know. I, I thought it was it was pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, not that not that you were going to take a crack at answering it, but I just <laughs> well, really I would probably there. follow your lead. It sounds like you're having great success on the on the local level, and and I happen to believe that that's the that's the category in which we are differentiated, both because um, a lot of our users are friends with one another in kind of locally bound areas, and um, for some of the social recommendation. Um, aspects that I mentioned that are that are um, inherent in our general product and also in our advertising product. I think I think that's an area where there's a lot of opportunity. Yeah, I mean, just to echo that again, if for somebody who doesn't have a giant budget to do some national offers and compete with some of the bigger spenders, I mean, you know, and even just like us, I mean, we're making a tremendous margin just on you know selling leads to local. There's really no business that can't benefit from that, and I think that with all these people losing their jobs and you know all this stuff. Somebody from home. I mean, you don't. All you have to do is have them make a simple web page that collects leads. I I recommend actually 
you having access to that page so you can track them as well, depending on your trust relationship. But um, I actually go into a lot of that uh, on my post. But, but basically, I mean, there's a huge, huge opportunity right now for local social media marketing. It's, I mean, like, if you, if you look at what it would cost for you to do it on Google AdWords, because the problem is people advertise nationally for, like, plumbing, right, and stuff like that, yeah. you just can't compete. Whereas on Facebook, you know, you can target my city for plumbing and I'm paying, you know, I can get it down to 20 cents. Well, not plumbing because I haven't done that. But, I mean, specifically photography, you know, teeth whitening and those areas. I mean, you're talking, you know, 15 to 25 cents per click depending on, I mean, it's just, it's just amazing how cheap it is. And, and I get, I make so much more than sending it to some fly-by-night offer. So, yeah. And it's also a great experience for the user because they're actually going to a local dentist. You know, it's not something they're going to get billed for for the rest of their life. Um, so it's it's a good thing. And I think I would really like to see Facebook stay focused on local business stuff and not so much to these fly-by-night affiliate marketers that are really giving affiliate marketing a bad name. Um, but that's just my opinion. So Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's great feedback. Like certainly... From a user standpoint, and, and we're, I think as most people know, very user-oriented, um, although we obviously want to look after our advertisers as well, and we think by looking after both of them, we'll create more kind of value for, for both sides. Um, from a user experience standpoint, the one of the best ad experiences you can have is a, is a really relevant local ad for a pub or... or um, a service and, and you know, even more powerful, by the way, if it's a pub in conjunction with um, maybe an act, action by your friend RSVPing to a happy hour at that pub, which is something that you can also, if you're a more sophisticated social media marketer, it's, it's, a, it's a type of um, advertising that we also allow on Facebook if you were to create a, a, a discrete event and, and market that. So, um, okay, do you ever plan to allow flash or video ads? I don't think, I don't think we're ruling it out. Um, you know, I think that from j just going back to the principle of, of looking after the user, um, anything that was animated um, or moving would, would need to be user-initiated. Um, if we did that, and I think if we could figure out the right way to do that, I, I, I absolutely wouldn't, wouldn't rule it out. And um, you can see how, um, you know, in some of the categories that we're talking about, video could be could be really compelling from a from an advertising perspective. Awesome. So, you know, just uh, I'm trying to. We have about five minutes left, so I'm trying to get some of the better um, questions out of the way. So, uh, a lot of people they seem to they've been asking like, I'm having I have questions, I have billing issues, I have this and this. To all those people. You know, uh, Jeff, um, I actually promoted his comment on my post last week to the number one spot just because I thought it was the most relevant. Uh, he basically said, Jeff Iden said, you know, and he asked me to publish it on my blog if it was okay. Um, if anyone has trouble, Jeff Iden has, it's just J-I-D-E-N at Facebook.com. And he says he's oh, okay. on the ad sales team and more than happy to assist anyone. So if you have basic questions, whatever, you want to talk to somebody, Jeff's very responsive and... Um, you know, he's, he's put his email out there for a lot of people to contact him if he has problems. So um, I just wanted to say that. I know that answers a lot of questions in one fail swoop. Let's see. Okay, so in kind of closing, um, several people asked this. In 2009, um, 
what do you guys have in store for the Facebook platform? So I think, um, you know, we're going to do a number of things that, again, to, to reiterate the principle of kind of looking after the user and looking after the advertisers that just make that experience on, on both sides of the equation better. So that means um, exposing more targeting dimensions so that ads can be more relevant to the user and, and advertisers can um, can target people and, and spend their marketing dollars more efficiently. Um, specifically, what, what sort of things? Um, you know, there are lots of aspects of Facebook that we could open up to, to be targeted, and some of them already are. One, one um, area that we've started to experiment with opening up is, is allowing people to target on the keywords in status updates. Um, so, for example, um, you could, in theory, and, and I don't think we're quite at the scale yet where this would make sense, but um, you could, in theory, target men in Palo Alto between the ages of 20 and 30 who have the word hungry in their status message over the course of the last you know, period of time. And obviously, we don't allow for the, the, uh, the time horizon targeting, but you can, you can sort of follow that path along and you could see how a restaurant could target the cohort that's kind of relevant to them who um, have a set of people who've kind of declared intent that is germane to their, their product or their, their service. Um, awesome. So that's really on the, on the targeting side and you could kind of extrapolate where else we could go in terms of just giving advertisers more information about our users so they can put more relevant ads in front of them. Um, more automation, um, better, better approval processes um, subject to, to that automation. And then um, on the payment side, I think people can expect more options. Um, I think we'll support, we, we have an intention to support um, different currencies and a, a series of international credit cards at, at some point. Um, and then I think more broadly from just a, a product perspective, at the end of the day, um, Facebook is, is a place where you really go to learn about the world around you through your friends. So the more that we can move the product towards a direction um, where the ads become sort of socially relevant, so not just relevant based on Jeremy Shoemaker's interests, but um, relevant to, to Jeremy Shoemaker because it's a service or product in context of one of his friends. So getting back to the earlier example of you're seeing an ad just for a pub or you're seeing an ad for a pub that one of your friends has RSVP'd to the happy hour of that night. Um, between kind of option A and option B, the latter option is a lot more interesting, right? Because it's, it's, it's about your friend and, and it's about a local business and it's, it's, uh, it's relevant for a number of reasons. So the more, the more ways that we can make ads not just relevant but socially relevant, I think you're going, you, you will see more of that um, throughout the course of this year. It's certainly directionally from a high level where we, where we want to head. You know, the other day, just um, I, I meant to ask you about this earlier. The other day I was searching for something, and it looked like I got some Microsoft contextual ads. Is that a deal that you guys have with them or just a test you're doing? Or Yeah, we, we, have, a, um, we have a U.S. search deal with them whereby when a, a user puts in a search that's um, not a, a people search, 
um, we show the organic web results and then the, the paid results to the right, and it's all provided by, by Microsoft. Awesome. Well, Tim, thank you so much for coming on. I know you had very little notice um, in coming on, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, you're so welcome. We we really uh, we really want to reach out to, to this community and and get them on our platform and get them you know showing showing more ads and and especially more local ads about about uh, small businesses since you know you found that to be a great a great area and we think that it's uh, a, an awesome opportunity particularly for 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 small affiliates. Awesome. Well, um, I'll, I guess I'll see you guys in about two weeks. We're taking the Elite Retreat crew there for our, our little conference. That's right. Over to, over to Facebook. Um, so thanks, everybody, over there for um, all the help in assisting getting this, making this happen today. Um, thanks to Brasco and Eddie, our awesome producers of the Shimani Show. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next week.